You are listening to episode 109 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Mirage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? A gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I've said many times I'm a, I'm a huge corn fan, but I would like to say, I'd like to kind of get it out there. Uh, are you familiar with one of their earlier hits, uh, Shoots and Ladders, Brian? Uh, I may have heard it. I'm not, I, I don't dislike their music, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a fan either. So okay. I, I'm just going to go ahead and play it safe and say no. Yeah, it's the song where they do a bunch of nursery rhymes. And like the whole thing is about, it, it, it's just a series of nursery rhymes in it. And, and I... I'd like to go on record as saying it may be the worst song in the history of popular music. I fucking hate it so much. I don't understand how it's it's a staple. I mean, it's in almost every fucking concert that I go to of theirs, and I fucking hate it. It's 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 baby town frolics, Brian. It's shit. All right. It's it's literally guys sitting around going, you know, what would make this cool. We could literally just do nursery rhymes. We just play hard rock. Like, no, you can't. No, you can't. And unfortunately, there are a shit ton of people who who supported it, and it, and it irritates me, Brian. Well, I'm sorry for your suffering, Mark. <laughs> I've been pre-gaming it for our upcoming corn concert, so I'm, I'm excited, and that, that's part of the set list, and it agitates me. No, that's that's cool, though. That's cool. At least you're getting ready for it. But, yeah, they're not all going to be gems, you know? No, no. Are you one of those guys, uh, when you go to a concert, do you want to know what they're going to play, or you just, you know, you show up, and, and whatever they play, you're, you're, you like to be surprised? Uh, it depends. Uh, some, it depends on the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I like to know if they're going to be playing some newer stuff that I'm not as familiar with or if they're going to play older stuff that I really like, you know, that sort of thing. Right. This, I, you and I have gotten into it a couple times over this, but I'm a Dave Matthews Band fan, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't like really any of their newer music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a lot of their older stuff, though. Yeah. So on their most recent tour, I almost bought tickets uh, to go see one of their shows, but I found out that they were playing mostly now, the vast majority of the Vesalis was all newer stuff, so I decided against it. But gotcha. it's yeah. kind of things like that where I want to know. Right. No, I got you. For some reason, I have this burning desire. Now that I know, you know, I have the ability to know that, I'm like, I want to know every song they're going to play. And then I'll listen to the set list. Like, before I go, I'll create, like, yeah. a playlist, and I'll just listen to it all the time. I'm like, you're, you're, you're going to ruin it. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. I love it. And it's funny, too, because we'll be in the... It's con- like you haven't heard all these songs a million times I, Exactly, anyway. exactly. I'm just curious as to what, you know, I'm going to get to enjoy. Because, you know, when you go to a concert, in theory, you know, you're going because you, you're a big fan of these people. You already know all these songs. It's just sure. exciting to know exactly what you're going to hear. And it's kind of funny, because we'll be in concert and Karen will look to me like so what are they going to do next <laughs> good times I'm super super psyched about going to that concert did I tell you we got uh, meet and greet passes no you didn't know yeah yeah we got lucky I, we had to pay for them but it was one of those things they were in very limited quantities and when we bought them it was just a throwaway. I was like looking at the, actually, as a matter of fact, I was looking for the set list. Now that I think about it, seeing if, if they had already uh, posted it, if the, if the tour had already started, and I stumbled on their site and found that we could have a, a pre-show meet and greet with them. Uh, I we're just fucking. Oh, I'm so super. It's one of those weird things. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to say to these people. I don't want to fucking nerd out and be like, going, you guys, I just love your music. Like, their music hasn't changed my life in any way. Yeah. You know, it, it isn't. Yeah, you enjoy the music. You're fans of what they do. Exactly. You go back there and just let them know that you appreciate what they've done. And, you know, that's, I mean, I don't know. See, I, I have a weird approach to that, too, because to me, like, even though they're celebrities and they, you know, they have or have had a lot of money and have a lot of fame and popularity, they're just human beings to me. Right, You know, they're right. just people and I don't give a shit, you know. It's right. Just, if I want to listen to their music, I'll listen to their music, but I don't need to 
go back and jerk them off or anything before right, the show. Exactly. Well, and Karen and I have never done anything like this. We, we've never been celebrity hounds. I mean, like I said, we've yeah, I've literally or, or virtually bumped in. Actually, virtually isn't. I've almost literally run into LeBron James before. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and we've we've we had encounters where we're just like it's just not our thing it's just not it's just not who we are but this is one of those things like you've, i never thought this would be in the possible pipeline so it's kind of cool yeah. more than likely it's just going to be being snarky or something just be like i don't really know how to approach you guys um i assume you're cool i like your music <laughs> can we take a picture <laughs> it reminds me of uh when at wayne's world when wayne and garth go back to uh, backstage at alice cooper's concert <laughs> you should do that <laughs> that, would, that would be funny. And then have Karen photograph or video the entire thing. Oh, that that's be, genius. Either that or do do something like... Um, in, like I'm sure it's been done. But. I'm, I'm sure. I know, right, right. No, I, I should do the um, uh, Talladega Nights where, where I'm talking to him and I got my hands in my face. I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I do, my hands. <laughs> I do, that, I do that to my wife all the time and she's, she's irritated by it. I, I, I irritate her. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Well, good stuff, sir. Good stuff. Thank you. How about the Random Vegas for this week? We got this one from Vital Vegas. They informed us that the infamous Lion's Share slot machine at MGM, this is the slot that's been on their casino floor for something like a decade or something. And, and the reason it's still there is because Nevada has a law that says a machine, specifically one that has a, a progressive, has to pay out its top prize once before you're allowed to remove it from the, the floor. And, and it, it has not, which is why it's still there. Apparently, and I don't know why they think this would somehow encourage more people to play it, but those who, or the person who does eventually win that progressive jackpot will also get the machine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Uh, it's currently listed, the current progressive jackpot is at $2.3 million. I'd take it. I've played it. I, I it's, eh, it's a standard reel. It's boring as shit. Yeah, but I'm just I'm saying I'd, I'd take the 2.3 mil. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they want to throw a slot machine. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the slot machine. The, this I don't care about. Right. But, uh, the, the money. The money. I, I think they're just so irritated with it right now. But like, just not only do we want it to pay out its fucking top prize, but get it the fuck away from us. We we hate this machine so much. They should let me know when they're gonna let. When, you know, they should fix it and they should let me know when it's gonna pay out. And I'll just <laughs> camp out there. Let me see what I can do for you, Brian. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> I know you can pull strings. <laughs> right. Other other things of that nature. Right. <laughs> I do have a reputation, Brian. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, on to the Vegas Mate Review of the Week. This week's review is Chris's October 24th review of Cosmopolitan. He gave it five out of five chips. Yeah, Chris wrote, This was my first time staying here, and now I don't know if I can go back to my usual mid-tier properties. Understandable. Yeah. Um, I was upgraded to a one-room bedroom terrace suite in the east side tower. I'd recommend this tower so you are closer to the strip. Very comfortable bed and bathroom, though the tub isn't the best for taking a soak. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the casino floor has changed slightly. Uh, no more Spanish 21. But the minimums during the day are much better than before, and it was refreshing to see a polished, professional-looking staff throughout the building. I highly recommend trying this property, and I think I could speak for Mark by saying we absolutely recommend this property as well. Absolutely, and it's really exciting that they have adjusted those limits, Brian. I can actually sit down, depending on, on the day, and play blackjack and play craps. Those limits have been adjusted to the point where I can go to a property where I love the property itself, I like the casino, the vibe, the food, I've just so much about it, and I actually can play you there. Yeah. You know? Well, I, you know, I enjoy, um, I think they have fantastic drink service. There. Oh, phenomenal really good. I mean, it's the best drink service I've had ever in Vegas. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I know people have given them a ton of shit about being hospitality and, and food and beverage first and casino mm -hmm. second. And I still don't think that's a mistake. I think... I don't think it's a mistake at all. No, it makes me I, want to go back more. I, I agree. I agree. I think they'll figure out how this casino thing works. Keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's leagues above people. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. It's a great, great place. I feel right at home there. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And on to the Twit Pick of the Week. This week's winner is from at It's the Johns for a really cool picture of the Golden Gate signage. And the thing, one of the reasons why I love this, one of many reasons, is that it's unique. It's iconic signage. No other marquee in Vegas has moving letter tiles. 
The angle of the photo was nice too. It's looking up from the ground, but it's it's taken from under the Fremont Street experience, so you don't actually see the Fremont Street experience in the background. All you get to see is, you know, the, the signage, uh, nice blue sky with some white clouds, and and it's. Listen, I, I like the Fremont Street experience. Please do not misunderstand that, but. One of the major things that I don't like about it is that it prevents you from seeing the Fremont's neon set against the night sky. And I think those are beautiful, beautiful pictures. There aren't a whole lot of them out there, but the ones that I see, I, I think are just, they're magical. I think they're fantastic. Now, while this picture was taken during the day, I mean, it's not, it's obviously not really the same thing, but you still kind of get the same concept. It's, it's this, this neon, this, this, this. You can't even really say advanced. You know, this is really old school signage typing. But you know, oh, it, yeah. it's, I think it's the juxtaposition between the signage and then just nature that, that I really get a kick out of. The photo also grabs part of the plaza, which I've always been a big fan of the building's exterior. And I'm really happy that they rescued it from the dungeon that it had become and now have given it a, a, a shadow of respectability at this point. But I, I really enjoyed this picture. It was one of those ones that, you know, if you looked at, at the multiple pictures that were up for Twit Pick of the Week. I always go back to the same thing Karen reminds me is one of the reasons that I love about photography is what what evokes an emotion and this thing immediately brought me to a place and, and that's why it, it won Twit Pick of the Week. Yeah, it's, it's and I really enjoyed your use of the word juxtaposition. Thank you. So, as always, we will link to it on our blog. We'll put it up on our Flickr page, feature it on our Facebook page. We'll throw it up on the Twitter header as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right, let's move on to the news. Our first news item for this week is Caesars ending their Gansevoort partnership. This has been a clusterfuck of a week for Caesars, and and I'm so happy we get to share it with you. Uh, (laughs) During a gaming license review for a planned property in the state of Massachusetts, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission found a Gansevoort investor to have alleged mob ties. Specifically, it's alleged that investor Eric Kislin I, I'm, I, I never pronounce that shit right, but you get the point. Uh, according to a 2012 New York Post report, is suspected of having ties to organized crime in Russia. Now, in an attempt to salvage the project and satisfy Massachusetts Gaming Commission, Caesars chairman Gary Loveman announced they will end their relationship with Gansevoort. Since Caesars owns the property and plan to manage the casino, hotel, as well as the food and beverage operations, financing's already in place, this doesn't really mean a whole lot to the progress of transferring, renovating Bill's Gambling Hall into whatever it becomes. It basically just isn't going to be named Gansevoort. According to Vegas Eater, it also won't affect the planned Italian restaurant by Giada De Laurentiis or Victor Dre's rooftop pool day and nightclub. The property is still scheduled to open in April of 2014 with the same design plans to the interior and exterior. No word yet what Caesars will name the property or if they'll attempt to partner with another established hospitality group. Rumors, of course, immediately return to the old standard of naming the area Dre's, which has been a rumor for, fuck, I think since the moment Caesars bought it, 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 it's been rumored that it was going to be named Dre's at some point. I think this is a good opportunity for them to to kind of just reinvent the original uh, or, I'm sorry, the, the property that was before, except this time, instead of being Bill's Gambling Hall, it'll be um, more aptly named Bill Gamblin's Hall. <laughs> what a phenomenal callback, sir. That's like a year <laughs> ago. That's amazing. <laughs> I know, and I wasn't even around for that. Oh, you are. Uh, this is why I, I, I live in awe of you, Brian. <laughs> oh. it, wasn't, it wasn't that good, Mark. Brian. <laughs> I'm your number one fan, Brian. <laughs> I, I one day hope that we have a catch. Num- number one of one. <laughs> I'd like to believe Harrison, and to a smaller uh, extent, uh, your wife, are also fans of yours. <laughs> a much smaller extent. <laughs> uh, that was funny, man. I'll never forget that. That still like is so fresh in my mind, hearing that. Yeah, Bill Gamble, he's, he's cool. He's a nice guy. He's the kind of guy that'll help you move. <laughs> I loved it. 
was so funny. Well, the best part was is he like he kept saying it. He had no idea what he was saying wrong. <laughs> like he, he like you you could see, like obviously I couldn't see him, but even Matt relate. He's like you look it, when you looked at his face. He's like I what what did I do wrong? I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. It just guys. it just hit home because you know, like you know, you, you say, "Oh yeah, he's a cool guy." You know, kind of guy. Bill Gamblin's kind of guy that'll help you move. Because <laughs> nobody ever wants to help anybody move. Exactly. That's like the worst thing you ever do, right? It, I mean, uh, totally. And that that's a really high quality human being to want to help somebody. Absolutely. Move, that it, that is the heights of of male friendship, right there. <laughs> <laughs> that Bill Gamblin, is a, he's a swell guy. Anyway, I don't really care about this. Oh, but there's more, Brian. There's more. Okay, go. <laughs> the next part of this we're going to talk about is the fallout since. Ah, yes, the Massachusetts probe. Yes. Getting uh, way up in there. Right. <laughs> Un- uncomfortably. Deep. And apparently they, a whole lot of shit fell out, Brian. If Caesars ending their partnership was the end of this story, Caesars would have been elated. However, it is literally only the beginning. In the wake of this whole thing, their partnership in this Boston project, or their partner, excuse me, uh, in in this Boston project, Suffolk Downs, requested that Caesars withdraw their bid for a gaming license, presumably in an attempt to prevent the entire project from death. Caesars complied, however, made a point of saying that they are licensed in more jurisdictions than any other gaming operator and claimed that Massachusetts requirements are, quote, unreasonable and inconsistent with those that exist in every other jurisdiction. Dr. Dave reported in a Vegas 7 article that the investment community feels that Caesars has pushed itself to the brink of bankruptcy. People are uncomfortable supporting any more expansion of the brand with that much debt. And the catch-22 that they find themselves in is that lack of expansion tends to spell death for a gaming company. I mean, they have actually acquired two different gaming companies in the same position where they kind of got themselves into a situation where they weren't expanding anymore, their stock price drops, they were able to come in, swoop in, and buy them up. But at this point, 22 billion? Is it billion at this point? Million? No, it's, yeah, it's 22 billion. She's got 22 million. <laughs> 300 gajillion dollars. Right? <laughs> so the last detail found by the Massachusetts Gaming Commission uh, is that Caesars is currently under investigation for money laundering by the SEC. Oh, that's cute. Other than confirming that it was true and stating that they are fully cooperating with the investigators, Caesars did not share any details. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it rough. gets better, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and the icing on the cake, Mark, is the shooting. At Dre's name. Yeah, right. <laughs> See how it comes. Just to top it all off. They, it comes full circle, Brian. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect way to polish off a day's worth of scathing news regarding Caesars Entertainment. At about 6 in the morning, a patron at Dre's approached a manager at the property demanding his cover charge back, claiming the club was, quote, not busy enough. His request was denied, tempers flared, and depending on the report, the patron shot the manager two security guards and a random person trying to help was shot and killed before the patron was subdued. That's what you get for not minding your business, Brian. I don't get involved in shit like that because when somebody, like anytime somebody falls or anything that could somehow draw me into hours of drama or legal, you know, depositions, a lawsuit against me for my efforts, just any of that shit, I just, I mind my own business. And And I'm not... Listen, I don't like it. it. It makes me feel uncomfortable when I see somebody fall or, or you know, they drop their bag of groceries. Uh, you, don't want, uh, you don't wish or, uh, or take pleasure in mis- uh, seeing other people's misfortunes. Well, and, and I would like to help, but I... Depending, depending on who it is. I guess. Right. I, for the most part, I would like to help, but I have unfortunately been in more than one situation where my Good Samaritan efforts were just dramatically punished with several of the things that I, I previously mentioned, but we're not going into that horse shit. I, I, but honestly, that is why... Uh, it, <laughs> listen, if we're ever in Vegas together and you fall and hurt yourself, I'm just going to look. I'm going <laughs> to possibly just walk right past you. <laughs> but see, part of that mark is just setting the expectation. Now I know, and I wouldn't be upset because you already set the expectation. Well, Brian, it's... Listen, I, 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 I don't mean to draw a line in the sand between you and our listeners, but here it is, Brian. <laughs> it's, a pretty, uh, it's a pretty fucked up line you've drawn. I, I, I would help you get up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> 
Don't help Angela if she. Let's just uh, yes, of course. Harrison, all of these, all of these people, I would help. Karen. Well, not not Angela. If Angela fall down, you and I just look and we're like, okay, Kurt, get up, hurry well, up, get up. <laughs> you look stupid. Get well, up. <laughs> I'm not saying there won't. <laughs> Previous to any, you know, help w- would not come mocking. <laughs> I mean, that's, that goes without saying. I mean, I, I'm actually a little irritated that I had to say it right here, but. No, I think it's fair. This, you know, it goes without saying. As, as should be. Anyway, uh, at the time of the story, the gunman was in a coma at the hospital after suffering a head wound in the scuffle, but he is expected to survive. Watch this fucker try to sue. I promise you. It was revealed that he was involved in a shooting at a topless strip club back in 1996 and that he served two years probation. All right, I, I, I have two issues with this. For one, how, have you, how are you not banned when, when you have any kind of a, a, of a nightclub issue involving a gun? You get blacklisted somehow. You should, right? I mean, I, I don't understand why Vegas doesn't have more no-tolerance laws with shit like that. I mean, you, you do shit like that, and that's boom. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to have issues like this. Like, no, you fucked up once you're done. You, you've lost they, that. They purpose. blacklisted Joe Pesci's character in Casino. I don't See? understand why they can't. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And the other issue I've got, I don't understand why they don't do pat-downs or something at nightclubs. I mean, I get the concept of not. That was, that's exactly what I, all jokes aside, I was going to say, I don't understand how he got a gun in there in the first place. Completely. I mean, I get the concept of not being able to have a metal detector. I mean, I understand how that would be problematic, people in their jewelry, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know. <sighs> You already wait in line forever to get into a, a Vegas nightclub, so how much longer would it be? I just, this fucking gun shit is, is no, no, at least a pat down, something, something. I don't know. We should blame Obama for this. <laughs> Why not, Brian? This is this is not a show of politics. We will not get into that. But. I know, right? Yeah. Please don't don't even attempt because I won't even read them. <laughs> I'll just delete the emails. I won't even read them. <laughs> we're, we're we're not we're not sharing our our political beliefs. We're just trying to be funny. Nope. We failed in that case. So just just chalk it up to that. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, Caesar's having a great guy, time. Great week for gets, them. That guy gets sodomized and locked into a very small room for the rest of the world. <laughs> <clears throat> if there's any justice in this fucking world, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Did you hear about that um, that, that teacher in the Boston area, that 24-year-old teacher who got killed by her student? Uh, it's not ringing Did you read about that or hear about that? No, uh-uh. It's not Vegas-related, I know, so it's not on your radar. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, so wait, in Boston, how close is that to Vegas? Because it's it's Well, no, it's, it's far away. I, I understand, but... Uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, there's just so much fucked up stuff happening out there. It's crazy. You know, and, and it's, it's just one thing after another see, every I, day. I chalk it all up to, at, at least as far as what, what I think people should start to do with with increased security and whatnot. I always look at it like the the airport. You know, people bitch about you know all the extra shit you got to do. It's like they're preventing us from fucking dying. I'm, I'm totally for this. You need to pat me down. You know, I have to go some. You need to see my dick in a, you know, X-ray machine. Fine, that's fine. Just yeah, good luck if you can find one big enough. Right. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I tell them. Legend has it. That's what I tell them. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Angela and I and I, we were talking about this the other day with the whole, you know, a uh, few months ago or however the fuck long ago it was, the Eric Snowden thing. Mm-hmm. They were talking about the NSA, you know, all the. All the how how your data is not private anymore, and this, that, and the other. And we were talking about it, and while it bothers me on the level of principle, mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't really have anything to hide. So if it's going to prevent me from being involved in some sort of terrorist, you know, situation, uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can look. You can look through my email and my text, but you're not going to find anything interesting. But no, no, we're we're on the same page with that. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you kind of keep an eye on shit. If, if I start to sense that you're using that shit against me or I'm getting, you know, like anything that isn't what they're saying it's for. If you're just trying to save my life, go for it. You, yeah, do you need, yeah, that, do you want that, the yeah, password? Because I'll, I'll give it to you. That's not a problem. If that's the extent of it, I'm fine with it, you know, but I mean, I get it. A lot of people, you know, among, among the other things, it's one of those situations where it's like, well, no, I mean, if you give an inch, they're going to eventually ask for a foot and then they're going to take more than that. Right, and, you know, right. you get into this, this downward spiral of, uh, nothing is private anymore, and nothing is yours anymore. Right. I, I understand all that. I completely appreciate that perspective on it. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, do what you need to do, man. I'm not doing anything wrong, so I don't have anything to worry about. I'm you totally know, with I, you. You can go through all my shit. You're not going to find anything wrong. Like, you know, I mean, that's. I, I live a pretty straightforward life, so if it's going to keep me safe, that's cool. But 
Um, you know, that's the kind of thing. You know, places like this in, in this day and age, unfortunately, there's just too many fucked up people out there. And, you know, there, it needs to get a little bit more uh, invasive as far as, uh, you know, searching and going through shit. I mean, it's 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 really unfortunate that we've come to it. But honestly, uh, it, it's the world we live in today. Exactly. And I don't mind that manner of, of inconvenience to prevent this kind of bullshit. Yeah, if it's going to save a life or my life or, you know, the life of a friend or a loved one that I'm with or, you know, anybody. It doesn't matter who it is, just anybody. Well, let's be honest. The majority of nightclubs, I mean, not the majority, a significant part of nightclubs is nothing but a giant pissing contest. So allowing, I mean, you you need to be on guard. Like, listen, this is nothing but fucking, you know, Bringing out, you know, breaking out the tape measure and measuring dicks is what I mean. So there, there's already tension, you know, into the, this, this, uh, you know, yeah, this collection of people. Alcohol and potentially drug fueled ego contest. Exactly. Are, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm 100% with you. Pat me down. Fucking X-rays. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm totally fine with that. You know, I know a lot of people are going to disagree. That's fine. I, I respect your opinion totally. But yeah. yeah, it's just the fucked up world we live in. It makes me sick. Yep. That's why we make jokes. Right. <laughs> that's that's why we mock it. Right. Because it feels good. It feels so good. <laughs> Speaking of feeling so good. Uh, Cra- oh, 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 look at this guy. Crave returns to the strip. Yes, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I'm not a, a giant. Actually, no, let, let me rephrase that. I am a large fan of the strip concept. I know some people like to go with the bald, but it's not mm. my style. I like the strip. I like the landing strip, I believe, is what it's also called. Understood. Understood. <laughs> well, 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 well put, sir. Well put. Ah, there you go. See, I see how I did that. It's sexual innuendo. It's so good. Thank you. <laughs> Las Vegas Weekly is reporting that former Crave owner, Saya Amiri, has purchased the club back from Kelly Murphy. It will reopen November 1st on the Strip in a 20,000-square-foot TW Theater, or in the 20,000-square-foot TW Theater. is located across the street from Monte Carlo. Now, initially, it's only going to be open Friday and Saturday, but regulators are understandably skeptical, as it was reported that Murphy, former partner with Cy at the original Crave at Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile Shops, was spotted at the new location with the new, quote, sole owner. Hmm. Hmm. Shenanigans. Shenanigan. I, I I believe you're right on that one. The, but again, I, I don't care. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, who gives a shit? But it's it's this Kelly Murphy guy. I just don't. I mean, I what a stroke pull. Seriously. I, I really really hope that you know the the commission or whoever the fuck is monitoring this show. I guess it's not the gaming commission, but that they just think about all the money that that guy's fucking wasted and fuck people over down at Neonopolis. Now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're going to do some shady bullshit. Like, listen, you, uh, this this side guy, I don't know if they're fucking involved or and maybe this guy just blows like like you read about, but I, you would think as a business guy, get the fuck away from this cancer that this yeah. guy is. So, but whatever. Honestly, yeah. who gives a shit though? Crave can eat me. Yeah, well, well I'm sure they'd love to, but we'll find out. Um, <laughs> What's going to happen with this in the next few months? I'm sure yeah. we'll hear something about it. Oh, yeah, it, probably in the, like the next two weeks, where they're like, "Nope, they were denied yeah. a business license." <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out they were they were they didn't have a liquor license this whole time. Right, exactly. See, yeah, they all suck. Um, next up, new restaurant news at MGM. In Las Vegas Weekly, again reported that Crush Eat Drink Love. That is the name of the place. Let's say it one it's more time for how stupid. fucking stupid it is. Crush Eat drink love it's going to replace michael mina's knob hill tavern although knob hill i mean <laughs> what are you gonna do not a whole lot better perhaps, perhaps it's a prerequisite in that space that it has to be a shitty name <laughs> uh, man. Uh, the space is going to undergo a really a, super short lifespan <laughs> the space will undergo a three million dollar remodel Michael and Jenna Morton, most notably the names behind the cave at Wynn, will be behind Crush. Because that's apparently what they're calling it, Crush. Which, I, listen, I've never understood why people name something and then right from the jump start using a nickname. Like, I've never understood why, like, like parents will name a kid something. Like, like if you named Harrison and immediately start calling him Harry, like, why didn't you just name him Harry? Yeah, that pisses us off, too. There's a couple of people who have tried doing that. Yeah, no, it's been verbally bitch slapped. Good, good. As oh, see, God damn you, Brian. 
<laughs> such a such a fan of yours. <laughs> anyway, there Crush. None of that. Crush is uh, expected to open in December. Hmm. Crush. I'll give it twelve months, <laughs> and then they'll dump a few more million in it and name it something else stupid, and I'll last another twelve months. And then we'll confirm that it is part of the lease agreement. Stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, moving on. Downtown Grand opens. Yeah, the website is fully operational, and this Sunday, Downtown Grand begins their soft opening. The official grand opening is still 11, 12, 13. See the thing there? <laughs> I get it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've seen, I'm excited about it. I, I mean, I didn't discover Vegas until Lady Luck had closed, so I'm still a little disappointed that that name is gone. But, you know, I, I'm not going to start shitting on, on a name again. It's downtown Grand. That's what it is. I think what they've done with the property is interesting. I think the way that it extends into this this downtown project concept, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're doing. And I really want to play dice outside. Throw dice up against the wall, Brian. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, live out your dreams of being in a Warren G video, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I I like I'm, I was taking a look dream. at the pictures and <laughs> shush. <laughs> I've taken a look at the pictures on Vegas Chatter, and it looks like they've done a pretty nice job re, uh, it's impressive. Re, like redoing it. the place. Yeah, it looks nice. It, yeah, looks, really you know, it looks like it might be worth a visit, for yeah. sure. All right, next on our list, uh, La Cucina Italiana Food 7 Wind Festival at Venetian. I didn't put any inflection on any of those words because I'm not really sure where I should have done that. Well, that 7 was supposed to be an ampersand, but apparently I missed the shift key. Oh, okay. Well, hey, you know what? Hey. <laughs> Hey, don't don't fix it, Brian. For holding yourself it's my own fault. It's my own fault. <laughs> but let's talk about what it is. As part of the third annual winter, <laughs> as part of the third annual winter in Venice celebration, Venetian will host a four-day Italian Epicurean. Epicurean, yes. Oh, see, I almost had it. Uh, you're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna hold an experience. <laughs> it's Thursday, <laughs> December fifth through the eighth. It will feature some of the biggest names at the property, including Mario Batali and Wolfgang Puck. The event will be sponsored in part by Southern Wine and Spirits of Nevada, so you can expect loads of kick-ass wine to be everywhere. Of the four events, the one that caught my eye is the one that would most likely cause Karen to lose her shit, and that's on Thursday, December 5th. You can have dinner with Wolfgang Puck at Cut in Palazzo. It's $250 a person. You'll get to enjoy two hours of what they're calling a carnivore's dream dinner, featuring traditional Tuscan-style dishes while listening to stories from both Wolfgang and Dario Sacchini, a.k.a. the butcher of Panzino. Panzano? Panzano. The butcher that, does not, that does not sound worth $250. I, I agree with you, but she's a bit of a foodie fan, or at least a celeb. Although she's not like a Wolfgang like freak. But she, I mean, like, we've gone to cut, and she adored it. It's like her favorite steakhouse ever. But, yeah. No, no. Well, that's cool. No, I mean, I, you know, Wolfgang Puck is—he's got a you know a good reputation for yeah. for a reason, of course. So. Yeah. So if you're interested in any of the options during the festival, we will of course have a link on the blog. Or if you're enjoying the Enhanced Podcast, you can touch the title on the screen, and your internet-enabled device will take you to that article. Because it yeah. has to be internet-enabled. I don't want to hear anybody bitch about. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> It's like, come on, man. Do I really have to hold your fucking hand on this? Guys, I was at the gym and I did it and it didn't work. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they have a nice pizza at the Wolfgang Puck Express <laughs> that I really like. Look at you, cultured man. It sounds like the kind of shit I would do. Like, ooh, we're going to this really amazing place. Like, you know, they have, they have pizza here. Can I just get a, che a cheese pizza? Right. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> None of your fancy bullshit. Can I just... I just... <laughs> you keep all that shit to yourself. Right. I just want pizza. They're reading off the special. Excuse me. Why don't you use those kind of words around me? I, listen, I don't know what they mean, so I'm going to take them as disrespect. So you... <laughs> Oh, Watch your goodness. mouth and proceed with caution. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to our final news item for this week. That's the My Vegas mobile tour. To celebrate the launch of their mobile platform in November, game developers Play Studio is touring several cities around the U.S. and Canada. At the event, some of the designers of the games will be in attendance and discuss some things they have coming soon. The event appears to be free, 
only requiring an RSVP on Facebook. While it's listed what cities they will visit, it isn't clear exactly where they will be or what time the event will take place. Details regarding that are promised once you RSVP. It's like, oh, I'm totally coming to someplace. Wherever, wherever you guys go. For those of you interested, we have a link to the My Vegas events calendar so you can go to any of the cities. There's a total of nine announced in the US, Vegas, LA, Phoenix, Seattle, Houston, and Chicago. And in Canada, it's Calgary, Vancouver, and Toronto. Starting November 6th will be their first event. And after that, it'll be every Wednesday through Friday, ending on November 22nd. I would imagine they're probably going to expand on that a little bit. I, I, I can't I can't believe that they would uh, go only as far east as Chicago and then stop. It is really weird that they didn't make more of, of like an New effort York? to have details. Oh, I know, right? Like, how are you going to miss New York? I totally yeah. agree with you on that. And maybe that's really what it is. They've only announced these initial dates and, and more are going to come. Yeah, but, yeah sure. Um, I'm sure that's what it is. It's, yeah, yeah it, it is interesting that you go, oh, we're going to be in Chicago. We're going to be in Chicago. Like, where are you guys going to be? In Chicago, just, you know, in and around Chicago area. <laughs> the vicinity, the greater Chicago land area. Right. Yeah, that's, that's like 150 square miles. Right. It's right, like going, uh, okay, so, it, all right, so uh, uh, so what what time? What time do I have to try and find you in Chicago? Like, you know. During the day. Right. <laughs> It'll be during that day. Listen, we're going to be there on a day, and we will be there within <laughs> the 24 hours of that day. All right. I mean, we'll figure it out, I guess. (laughs) They're they're playing it by ear. What cracks me up is there's like thousands of people that have RSVP'd. Like, you have no idea where this thing is. How can you? We're totally going to this event, but we don't know when or anywhere. Anywhere you do this in Chicago, I will be there. (laughs) Wow. That's that's a pretty Pretty rabid following, Brian. (laughs) I live in Detroit, so I have to drive there. So it's, it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all if I have to wander the entire <laughs> metropolitan area to find you. <laughs> and I've never been to Chicago before, so I'm excited to go there for the first time. There you go. And it's easy to find things in Chicago if you've never <laughs> been there before. Thankfully, there's no real traffic to deal with. I mean, it's <laughs> real easy to get around, Brian. <laughs> I hear they have great public transportation. <laughs> all right, that's enough of our shenanigans. Let's move on to prop bets. First one is... Veronique declares Veronique Voices show at Bally's has been extended again, this time through January 18th. Big fan of that show we went. I honestly think it should be a Vegas staple, and I hope that's what they're progressing towards. Eh, good for you. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> good for you and good for them. <laughs> Wayne Newton's 65-foot yacht sunk where the... Er, where? Where? What's going on? What happened here, Brian? (laughs) Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Wayne Newton's 65-foot yacht sunk at the Arizona side of the Lake Mead Marina, where it is currently moored, or was moored, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) It went down stern first with its slip cover on. The Newtons are currently out of the country on vacation. (laughs) This guy guy can't win. Yeah, that's rough. Vegas Chatter reported that many of Cosmopolitan's upper-tier perks, including the Platinum Lounge, are either closed or not available at all because, according to a desk agent at the Players Club kiosk, the entire program is, quote, in transition. These are rich people problems. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's above our pay grade. Right? It's right like, oh, I feel bad for you and your VIP lounge experience. Yeah, we're in the middle middle class. <laughs> we're in the entry level. <laughs> they throw at everyone like you're but, not. But hey, you know what, Mark? I know people. Yeah. Oh, yes, you do. Vegas Shadow reported that for the second time this year, Grand Victoria Pub at Riviera is closed, and in its place, they've opened Wicked Vicky Tavern. However, if you aren't careful, you'll still think that you're in the Grand Victorian when you visit because it's the same place. Just give it a different name. Pretty much. That's that's all. The name is the name is gross. It is. It is. I don't like it at all. It's disappointing. It is very that area of the strip though, is it not? Like if you were to go into Circus Circus and now clearly if you were to go into Riviera, you wouldn't be surprised to find a a pub named Wicked Vicky. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. Construction has begun on the ten thousand three hundred square foot Nobu Villa at Caesar's Palace. The project is expected to open early 2014 for special events, convention groups, and parties, as well as offer a 4,700-square-foot outdoor terrace with great views of the Strip. That's interesting, but we'll never get to enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds fine. I mean, if they can continue to borrow money to finance all this. (laughs) Actually, I think it's on the flip side. They're not paying for it. It's uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're getting the Nobu people to do it because they're like, we want to continue to build, but 
we don't have any money. <laughs> so it's cool. We got it this time, guys. Do you guys want to build at our place? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cheapskate friend that you have that always makes you like you end up having to pay for their dinner. Right. <laughs> I used to be that guy a long time ago. I'm happy I'm not that guy anymore, Mark. No. Moving up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you looking for permanent residency. Can afford to pay for my own meal at Buffalo Wild Wings now. <laughs> no more treating this guy. Hey, hey, who's got money for Buffalo Wings? This guy. I do. <laughs> it's do- Wait, it's dollar wing night, right? Right. <laughs> Just making sure. Right. Let's be reasonable here. I'm not fucking burning cash, all right? those of you looking for permanent residency in vegas with a desire to live in a former casino legends home you're in luck because for the asking price of just over a million dollars you can purchase ted binion's home vegas heater is reporting that like treasure island tropicana is looking to replicate the mecca walgreens model god this is so awful it's so irritating uh, details on the project will be unfortunately released in November. Earlier reports make it sound exactly like Michael Walgreens, and it will alter the Port Shore and hotel lobby entrances. Oh, let's move on quickly, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it really just brings us into playing Vegas because there was some Chris Angel <laughs> information, but I couldn't get it confirmed, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to pass it along. It's it's funny. Like there's certain things that that I'll share and I'll put on the show that I'm like, it's being reported that this has happened, and then there's certain things where I'm like. I'm not sure if you're trying to be a smartass or if this is a real story or what the case is. So we were going to report something about Chris Angel, but then thought better of it. Some of the finest of douchebaggery can be found <laughs> looking for Chris Angel of related items. He's right in the book, Brian. It's, it's yeah. the manual 101. All right. So let's, uh, let's quickly move on to playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is a segment of our show where we share with you upcoming and performances and entertainment opportunities occurring within the next week. Wednesday, Kelly Clarkson is performing her Christmas album at the Venetian. That show will start at 7 p.m. Tickets will start at 55 bucks. Friday, Joy Coy. Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Friday, Joe Coy is at Treasure Island. His show is going to start at 9 p.m. Tickets are $44 to $77. (laughs) Oh, those fingers just slipping away on that keyboard. Uh, let's see. Friday and Saturday, Jim Brewer is at the Orleans. That show will start at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at 40 bucks. And Daniel Tosh will be at the Mirage. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at 91 bucks. I'm not ashamed to say that I, I'm, I'm very much like uh, Mr. Burgundy. I will read anything I put in the show notes. <laughs> and I'll read it, too, just for kicks. Like, you really can't blame any... I'm the dumbass that does this. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> It's well documented. All of the failures of this show are your fault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and well, lastly, Saturday and Sunday. have great success without great failure. Aw, see? And now I feel better about myself. I don't have to cut myself now. Hey, Sa- perfect. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. You're a perfect partner. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Let's finish the segment. <laughs> uh, Bill Maher. Is at the Pearl at Palms. His show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets are 59 to 102 dollars. All right, that'll do it for playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas deals. to save you money in your trip to Vegas and planning your trip to Vegas or while you're in Vegas, we offer you Vegas deals. Uh, this week, we have a short list for you. Sundays, all day, Tropicana offers $2 PBRs and $2 hot dogs. Why are we advertising this for them? <laughs> I feel like we're, we're this is like a kick in the teeth, isn't it? Uh, I, you know, go, Hey, go go to Vegas and go get a PBR and a hot dog. That's a fair, that's a fair point, Brian. I, I was just trying to share deals. No, and, you know, and, no, and PBR is, a deal, is not a deal in any way, um, shape, or form. <laughs> very fair, Brian. Although I'm very excited to share this next detail with you, or this next deal, if you will, because that's the whole segment. 
Dick's Last Resort at Excalibur is offering Dick's Gone Wild specials. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a happy hour starting at 10 p.m. offering $3 jello shots and $5 Bud Lights. I don't understand how that's a fucking deal. $5 Bud Lights? Jesus Christ. Oh but I'm a huge fan of the name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, jello shots. Ugh. Oh, I know. That's so fucking rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Only at Dick's. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story? I was looking for, I wanted to go to uh, DickSportingGoods.com. Mm -hmm. And this was when I was working at the previous company that I used to work for, the one you're working for now. Yes. And you know, they're strict, very stringent internet policy. Yes. Anyway, I wanted to go real quick, just go on to DickSportingGoods.com. What I didn't realize is that Dick's Sporting Goods URL is not Dick's.com. <laughs> uh, it turns out it is not Dick's.com. It's DickSportingGoods.com. Shame on me. But the funny thing was, was that I got that war, that big old warning message, and it said, here, trying to view pornographic material. And like, I'm just freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God, they're tracking this. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be on the Internet anyway, and here I am trying to look at Dick's, and that's not... Was, the fact of the matter was that I was searching for Dick's, but I was looking for Dick's sporting goods, and yeah, that happened. So I don't know if I did, if I ever shared that story with you, but if I didn't, there it is. I'm a big fan that you just that you just did. <laughs> dish, dish, well, dish. good. Not even drunk, Brian. I'm just excited. I'm overwhelmingly excited about, about your your story. <laughs> Her back went into a spasm, and I, I tried to put a yoga move on it. And... <laughs> you can check out all the dicks we report on the show at 360vegasdicks.com. <laughs> I'm going to totally grab that URL tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to coming attractions. One day, like I'll, I'll finally be that that web squatter or whatever. <laughs> We're looking for 360 Vegas dicks, but like I own that shit, bitch. Time to get paid. <laughs> well, if you can't sell it, you're pretty creative. I'm sure you'll come up with something. <laughs> All right, coming attractions. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. I'm sure they're rethinking this advertisement right about now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's well placed in this week's show. <laughs> Starting off this week's coming attractions list, we've got Tim Allen, who will be performing at the Venetian on Friday and Saturday, November 8th and 9th, as well as November 22nd and 23rd. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets will start at $55. Cat Williams is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Friday and Saturday, November 8th and 12th. Show's going to start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $35. 30 Seconds to Mars are performing at the Joint at Hard Rock on Saturday, November 30th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets will start at 35 bucks. Alice Cooper is performing at the Perlet Palms Wednesday, November 27th. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $60. John Legend is performing at the Perlet Palms on Saturday, November 30th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at 62 bucks. Just in case you missed the free version of their show, Stone Temple Pilots with Chester Bennington are returning to Vegas, this time at the Joint at Hard Rock. Sunday, December 15th, show's going to start at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $36. Dr. Dave will read from and discuss his newest book, Grandissimo, at the Mob Museum. Saturday, December 14th, that event will run from 1 to 3 p.m., and the event is included with the price of admission to the museum. Listen, as, as of, of Vegas nerd about I, I don't I don't know the proper cool term to describe no, what that's, it is. That was that was correct. All right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but it's being a guy that adores Vegas and Vegas history, 
I cannot recommend this book enough. It is riveting. It might be one of the best things he's ever written. It's a fantastic story. It, it's, oh, I'm so happy it's out. I remember when, when I first met Dr. Dave, when we first started this show, he and I talked about Grandissimo. And because, you know, of course, we were talking about the Vintage Vegas segments that we were, yep. that we were working on. And, you know, this is a guy that understands why it takes us so fucking long to do these Vintage Vegas segments because it really means a lot to me. You know, that I, I, I properly put these stories together and I make them as accurate as I can possibly make them. But he and I spoke at length about this book and I've literally been waiting for two years for this to come out. Totally worth the wait. Very proud to say that we uh, helped fund the project. We did support Kickstarter. That. I am very proud to say that I'm going to be part in some tiny, tiny way part of the history of Vegas and helping this fantastic book come out. It's, Absolutely. I can't recommend it enough, seriously. Yeah. Lastly, the Dan Band, a.k.a. the wedding band from The Hangover. I really, I'd love to see these guys. We need to go see them, man. We need to do it together. Oh, Brian, there's so many things that you're saying that make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay, New Year's Eve, December 30th. Show's going to start. Actually, that wouldn't be because uh, there are 31 days. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that calendar strikes again. <laughs> Regardless, the show starts at 8. Tickets start at $35. Like, hmm, no matter. The show starts still at 8. I will not be, I will not be deterred. I will still bring you this information. I don't know what that voice be, is. but shall not be denied. Uh, don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists who report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, that'll do it for coming attractions. Let's check the river. When our original river segment contributor, Matt, decided to leave the show, we knew that meant the end of the gambling segment, Annie Up. Now, out of curiosity and simply, honestly, because I thought it sounded a little clever, we asked the listeners, how would you ante up? Essentially just seeing if anyone would be interested in either taking over that segment or if they had an idea for another segment. Chris and Tony stepped up to the plate, and this week we are happy to share with you our newest contributor to the river, Vegas Oasis. Welcome to the Vegas Oasis, where we talk about Las Vegas from the point of view of people who treat Sin City like their own weekend oasis. I'm Chris. And I'm Tony. And this is Vegas 360 for people who visit the city for weekends at a time for many Fridays through Sundays throughout the course of the year. Now today, Chris, we're going to discuss the one thing about Vegas that everybody who visits Sin City has to do, and that is get to Las Vegas. So, you know, the anticipation of doing something in life, like going on vacation, is often the best part. A Science Daily study from 2010 showed people are often happiest before a vacation as opposed to after, and going to Las Vegas, even for the weekend, is kind of no different, unless you win at gambling, of course. Those of us from SoCal all have that common experience of driving into Las Vegas that, in a lot of ways, was kind of perfectly put on film in The Hangover. Now, that stretch of road in The Hangover is the same stretch of road over a million Southern Californians take to get to Las Vegas every year. You gotta get up. We gotta pick people up. I start texting like a madman at 9 o'clock because I'm gonna get to Vegas in time. You gotta go to the bank. You gotta make sure you have your gaming role already picked out until you're avoiding all those Vegas ATM fees. And the other thing is, you gotta get the booze, right? Very, very important. Right. You have so, to make sure you have all the booze. As I map up picking people up across the city of Los Angeles, I figure out who's the last person I'm going to be picking up and where is the cheapest liquor store near them. The last thing you want to do when you get to Vegas is go looking for booze at the CVS down by, what is it, next to Monte Carlo? Is that a CVS? Yeah, or? like, you, the, actually, the, the best place to go to buy booze in Las Vegas if you're staying on the Strip is at the Orleans. The thing about Las Vegas is that once you get there, the alcohol on the Strip is going to be ridiculously expensive, right. and I just want to spend my money on gambling. So now we're at the Glen Helen Pass. A lot of people go to Las Vegas, and the smart people leave as early as possible. I have never, ever, ever leaving at a normal time on a Friday, around you know, like 10:30 a.m. from Los Angeles on a Friday. I have never seen the Glen Helen Pass not backed up with traffic. Right. So now that we go through the Glen Helen Pass, you go about 30 miles later. All of a sudden, you're you hit in Victorville. Victorville. Victorville, which I believe, I one time driving through Victorville, I looked up on my smartphone to see who. It, of note was from Victorville. The answer, TJ Hushmanzada. TJ Hushmanzada? TJ Hushmanzada. <laughs> slot receiver. 
best known for his work on the Cincinnati Bengals. Indeed, indeed. Leader of the Seattle Seahawks. F them. Excuse me. My and bad. I wonder if Percy Harvin will, will have a similar <laughs> fate of regression. Well, you know, I'll tell you, that kind of makes me want to go to Las Vegas just to put some money down on the sports book. Anyway, so you leave Victorville, and you head, uh, I don't know, maybe another 45 minutes down the road, and you get to, to Barstow. Barstow seems like a nice enough place. The thing that I always remember most about Barstow, though, is always, number one, getting hungry, because there is a gigantic <laughs> In-N-Out burger right there this, in Barstow. Yeah, and here's the thing with this In-N-Out burger, is there are just buses and buses of people at this In-N-Out. This is the busiest In-N-Out. Probably in the world, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is an unofficial estimate by Chris. It's, it's certainly up there. In and out in the world. It's certainly up there. I mean, I'm sure if you went to that in and out and checked it on Foursquare, it would be <laughs> just buzzing. Who's the know? mayor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a good question. There Who is, is the mayor? The, probably is, the employee. It is the manager of it that is. in and out burger. I'm it certain is. it is. <laughs> so now, honestly, when we're driving to Vegas, we tend to just go. Yeah. But on the way back, you will see Peggy Sue's 50s Diner. And... I love it. I, I, I always like stopping there on the way back from Vegas again. I think it's a really cool spot. The cool thing I remember about uh, that particular diner was, number one, they had pizza. They yeah. had pizza at the 50s diner, so <laughs> that was definitely a little bit anachronistic. With almost certainly, like fresh tomatoes <laughs> from the back, someone cutting them. Yes, yes, I'm sure. And other thing about Peggy Sue's 50s diner, which, by the way, is a real 50s diner built in the year 1954... Reopened in 1987, but they reopened in 1987, and what did they put in the front of the diner? Dinosaurs. They put dinosaurs <laughs> in the front of the diner. Plastic dinosaurs yes. in the dinosaur park. There are signs. we got to kind of clarify this. This is a classic tourist trap, right, that you see all over the country. Uh, they have signs building you up to this place, and they do advertise the dinosaur park on some of those signs. Like, mm-hmm. stop. If you don't want food, if you're not hungry at that moment, why not check out some dinosaurs well, in the dinosaur park? So there, there were two things. I believe they list dinosaurs as reptiles still <laughs> in the in the on those statues. And Tony and, is a Jurassic Park devote enthusiast. But, but but the other thing that they, they have is is those those dinosaurs, some of those statues sit in about six inches of just stagnant <laughs> water. Like I think brown one, one of the dinosaurs I think spits water actually like into the Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Um, Peggy Sue's fish. The, well, the food is good, though, is the bottom is. line. You know, I, I do I like recommend stopping there on the way back. Well, we got to stop there the next time we got to go through and take some photos. But but faster, as we continue down the 15, as we steadily get close to Las Vegas, we come upon a, a very, very special sign. Now, every single time I drive by this sign, I, I always try to whip out my smartphone and uh, snap a quick photo of it. Zizix Road. Zizix Road. That is Z-Z-Y-Z-X. Zizix Road, which is the name of one of Tony's favorite movies of all time, <laughs> Zizix Road. <laughs> yeah, starring Katherine Heigl, yeah. uh, one of my personal favorites. You know, of course, Katherine Heigl is my father of the hero fame. Apparently, this movie, Zizix Road, uh, has the record of being uh, the lowest grossing movie in the history of Hollywood cinema, coming in at $30. That's $30 domestic box office. Um, Which Tony typically loses on a bad crap roll, yeah. you know? Um, but no, I mean, it, it, that's... It's, it's notoriety. You can look it up. There's a YouTube trailer. Tom Sizemore showed up. But when you go a little bit past Zizix Road... You, you finally get to Baker. Baker. The last time you were stopping. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Baker is a town that uh, has maybe a mile and a half of nothing but gas stations and That's restaurants. Right. So, uh, what was there? The Mad Greek is there, which, which I, I personally like. What the, is your favorite dish at the, the Mad Greek? The baklava. <laughs> the baklava? At, the baklava at the Mad Greek. I don't know what they put in that there. Maybe it's some nuclear runoff from Yucca Mountain or something, but man, that <laughs> baklava. from Yucca Mountain. Oh, dude, it's, it, in Vegas, there's this big deal called Yucca Mountain. They, they're, they're storing nuclear waste in the mountain there. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, the baklava is delicious in Yucca. <laughs> but I mean, people know, people People know Baker, California, that drive out to Vegas because there's a, the world's largest thermometer. That's yes, what they're indeed. calling it. You can see it from the road. You can know how hot it is outside of your car because it's got a digital. It's kindly they put a digital reading on it. So 102. Holy shit! It's 102 degrees outside. Thank God I'm in my car AC. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the you know. <laughs> Technology, yeah, and uh, there's also alien beef jerky. Alien beef jerky. Now, I've never actually stopped off at alien beef jerky. Well, well t- tell me about it. Well, we, I think we stopped there in the middle of the night one time. Not by middle of the night, I mean like 9 p.m., not like 2 a.m. 
it was so disgusting inside with these glass containers of beef jerky. I didn't get one, and I, I'm a huge beef jerky fan too. But some of the names, looking it up, some of the names: colon killer jerky, yikes, abducting cow jerky, oh, man. weed killer jerky. <laughs> And barbecue on the moon jerky. One thing I will say about Baker, it really is before the state line. Uh, right. it, is, it is your last chance I mean, to stop is, off and get gas. Right. This is at the bottom of a hill. We gotta for people who haven't done it before. Bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. After Baker, you're starting to make a climb. Yeah. And this climb is like 20 miles up, mm-hmm. and then 20 miles down. Yep. And when you go 20 miles down, here's something that's interesting. First time I went to Vegas, middle of the night, going down the 20 mile, going down, you see like lights in the distance, <laughs> and it's dark, and you're like, and I remember thinking that must be Las Vegas. <laughs> But it's not Las Vegas. No, it's not. What is it? It is. It is actually a town called Prim. Prim, Nevada. Right at the state border. Right at state line. Right at state line. Now teasing you with gambling (laughs) immediately. You like. You might not be at Vegas yet. You might be 50 miles from Las Vegas at this point. Yeah, you. you, I think. But you can gamble right now at our tables. Yeah, and those those are some of the lowest limit tables you're ever going to see with some of the worst action. I've never stopped there. By the way, (laughs) they have a roller coaster. They do have a roller coaster. I stopped there. Actually, I've stopped there twice. Once I stopped there with my. My dad just passing through, but one time I was going to a bachelor party. I had left Los Angeles after working the night shift at about, goodness, like 2 in the morning, and I, I drove, and there was no traffic leaving at that time, and I finally got to Prim, and I was just exhausted, so I decided right. to just crash out in Prim. I went to Buffalo Bills, which is, is one of the, the hotel and casinos. I, I pull my car up, I go inside, there's slot machines everywhere. So we compare it? Let's compare it to a Vegas casino. It would be a station casino, I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one of the stations, except that it's really Dingy. It's a casino because it has a gaming license and it has tables, but really and truly, it is just it is not a place that you want to stay. I got a room there for I think fifteen dollars. <laughs> okay, I, does that I, include a resort fee? By that, the way, that, that, that does include the resort <laughs> fee. Uh, and I went into my room and there was actually sand that was in the bed that I was sleeping in, and I, I just needed a quick recharge. It was so cheap, so I, I just I went. I stayed for fifteen bucks for a couple hours, then got up and started driving right away. It's more than anything it's 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 a truck stop there are truckers who there this is true there are a lot of truckers who stay there and actually, there are some uh, outlet malls there too. So when you're coming oh, yeah. back, when you're coming back from from Vegas, it can be nice to stop off there for for the cheap outlet clothes. But really and truly, you don't want to stay at Prim. I also understand they have a concert hall there. They do. That seats uh, six thousand five hundred. And they people. always promote. They always promote it. Like when you're driving Vegas, some of the signs that you definitely see are playing in Prim, Nevada. Big and rich. Big and rich. Big and prim Nevada. Weird Meat Al loaf. Meatless. And, you know, apparently it sells out. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> so the cool thing is you get out of Prim. Gene, Nevada is not too far, but you're driving right past Gene. Driving right through And there. you're getting towards Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is it. You're not stopping. There's you don't winding, stop when you're 30 miles yeah, away. You're winding through the mountains there. And then, and then it appears. Suddenly. And you know what you see? It's the light at the Luxor. The, if it's nighttime, you see the light at the Luxor before anything else. Yeah, just that. Oh, and man. otherwise, you see it coming. <laughs> and then we're there, Tony. You're we're there. in Las Vegas. You have 40 hours or so of just getting <laughs> drunk, doing whatever you want, having fun. You're in Las Vegas, gambling, clubs. Tony, if anyone was, could see this, Tony's face is turning into <laughs> that of a little child's. Um, it's the bright lights. Big city is going to set your soul on fire. You know, I I, I don't know what else to say. It's uh, you valet your car. You hear that chimmer chammer of the, of the slot, slot machines. machines you know, yeah. and you know, always going to walk by that craps table and and check in and and really just take it easy for a couple hours before you you figure out how, how your night's going to go. Any well, any final thoughts on the uh, on driving there? Leave early. Leave early. Leave early is, is, is the main thing. Get You're such a fool if you leave at 3 p.m. and then you don't get there till like, what, 10, 11 p.m.? If you leave early, what if you get to pass the Glen Helen Pass and it's before 1 p.m., smooth sailing, and you're just going to love it. The drive's great, and it's just all anticipation. I mean, seriously, if I could drive to Las Vegas and get my car teleported back to L.A. and fly back to L.A., 
That's how I would do it. Yeah, the the drive to Vegas is really a lot of fun. You go with a lot, you go with friends. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why you go to Las Vegas. You go you go with your boys. When when you're younger, you you, you go to try to meet girls. And, you know, as you get older, you, you go to really enjoy the gambling and the awesome concerts. If you're like Chris and I, you also take your girlfriend to Las Vegas. No matter what, it's always a fun trip going out there, especially if you do it right. Right. It's just gotta be done right. So, for this Vegas oasis, I'm Chris and I'm Tony. Talk to you later. Now, I couldn't help that while I was listening to this this work that, that Chris and Tony did, I actually ended up, while I was listening to it on my computer, I pulled up Google Maps, and I was actually looking at the drive as they were talking about it, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I am a huge fan of this segment. I know that, like, the concept we're trying to cultivate here is clearly that these guys are assholes, and, and that's really just... <laughs> That's that's really that's just because that hits home for us. It's exactly, exactly, Brian. You took the words right out of my that's mouth. That's old hat to us. Brian. Exactly, exactly. It, it's there's an envy here. Clearly, these guys are are living a dream. It's it, there's so many irritating things about California, and it, and it's all all envy based. All of it. It's between the weather, the fucking people. That I mean, it's granted. I mean, they do seem to be the central hub of the world of douchebaggery, but oh, yeah. outside of that. I'm really looking forward to some of the adventures of Southern Californians in Las Vegas and Absolutely. big fan of that. I, I thought this, yeah, I was, I thought it was really cool listening to some of the explanation they gave about the drive and they talked about some places that I'd like to go to, you know, like some, some eateries and stuff like that. Good stuff as always. These guys, you'll be able to find them on Twitter at, at 360 Vegas Oasis or on email 360 Vegas Oasis at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can do all that stuff. That's going to do it for episode 109. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and downloading the show each and every week. If you'd like to take a look at any of the stories that we referenced on this week's show, you can do that on our blog. That's 360VegasPodcast.com. If you'd like to shoot us an email, you can do that at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, on social media, Mark's out on social media all over the place. If you want to find a link to one of those outlets, you can do that on the blog as well. And don't forget, you can support the show. It's very easy, especially with our little Amazon banner. So just go clicky-clicky and go shop, and you support the show. Awesome. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week. Yeah.